Boom. Nice dead air. What, what, what happened? Oh, we're doing it this way. My apologies, you don't, you everybody. Don't need, you don't need noise. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> and welcome to the show, ladies welcome and gentlemen. Welcome to, to the Put It in the Book we're Show. We're just going to stare at each other for an hour and go. Well, Freaking Joe, amateurs. we could either do that or we could talk... Should we open up with J.D. Davis? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the Put in the Book show. This is uh, season four, episode number eight. Um, and listen, we're giddy. There's a reason to be giddy this week. Uh, as always, I am Steve. I got Keith over here to my left. You're right, depending on what's going on with that. What's up, man? Terzio, mom is joined. Uh, Producer Joe behind the 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 the, um, the imaginary fake glass window. And uh, thanks to thankfully to Joe, I still would have been just staring at the camera. Joe hadn't said nothing. <laughs> All right. So a um, ton of stuff to talk about. Obviously, good mood situation. You win seven in a row and you're you're in a pretty good mood. But besides baseball, Keith, how has the last week of your life treated you? From a sports perspective, it has treated me extremely well. Extremely besides baseball. Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> life's been good. Been super busy. Uh, missed the show last week. You guys killed it. I, I saw we had a special guest. Uh, yes. I, I am upset I was not there for that special guest, but I was watching it while uh, working and thoroughly enjoyed our special guest who goes by the name of Donnie Diesel, baby. Um, Diesel yeah. Donnie. For, but from what I understand, he's not going to make it this week, right? No, hopefully we can on? get him. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get him back on. Something the, about MacGyver and... Yeah, Crab well, cake, the so thing <laughs> that happened was uh, it was a, it was a MacGyver and um, and chicken pot pie. That's his chicken favorite. You can't get him away from it. It's just a it's a fluid situation, and you know it's it's all it's all in the approach. And you know he he approached us pretty well about that last week. He was a little testy at times, but he's more than welcome to come back at any time. So MacGyver all being, and chicken pot pie is a fluent situation. Was that like a pun? affluent? No, oh, okay, no, no, no. affluent. No, no. I'm not a punny fluent. guy. All right. Uh, besides baseball, life has been pretty damn good. Also for me, and I hope for producer Joe. Uh, that all being said, the Put in the Books show starts now. Put up the books. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that was on purpose. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Put in the Book show one more time, season four, episode eight. Welcome to everybody who has joined the chat so far. Uh, Mom and Terzio, uh, Barbara says, so Keith is earning his pay today, I see. I'm Very trying, good. <laughs> Johnny Diesel, AK. A <laughs> 
we'll get to James McCann. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll get there. But uh, let, let, let's get this start started off on something, you know, we're a weekly show. So uh, oftentimes we talk about things in the rear. Uh, last Friday night, uh, we, we saw the issue in, in the dugout and, and what was going on in there. And then, you know, Lindor comes out with the press conference and says, rat, raccoon. Here, here, here's here's my agita about this. Uh, the national media is more so, even even the New York media. Todd Zeal is actually the first one who said it that they, uh, you know, don't insult our intelligence by saying rat and raccoon. First of all, if you really believe that from the very beginning, maybe your intelligence should be <laughs> in, in, in insulted a little bit. You know, th- this is this is a, a group of guys that just they don't want to share all the stuff that goes on in behind closed doors so that was basically saying we're keeping this in-house nunya and we're gonna go rock it out lindor hit the game tying home run uh and then since then we've won seven straight so keith was it re- do you think it's really they were insulting people's intelligence or just saying you know we're keeping this in-house unlike that last regime i think it was a funny way of telling people to mind their business it's a family affair you know, so if, if you have a sibling <clears throat> or a really close friend, uh, you fight with them, right? But the minute somebody gets involved in your fight with your sibling, a really close friend, you both turn and face them together. And, you know, it's just I view it as a really positive thing that they stuck up for each other. They wouldn't rat each other out. And yeah. uh, cre- no pun created, intended there. No pun intended. I'm not trying to be <laughs> punny uh, and try to, you know, just create some light of the situation. I think. Uh, Lindor didn't know what to say, so he said something, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, and and Todd Zeal immediately. I mean, Todd Zeal, you played in New York. I, I heard this great interview from him yesterday, and he repeated it again. Um, you know, but but outside of that, it, it was a pretty good interview. Uh, check it out if you can find it online. But I mean, it in 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 my mind, it's the 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 last regime. Everything would have been out in the open. They would have followed them into the dugout with the cameras, you know. Uh, but but this regime is a little bit more tight-lipped, um, you know, a little more, a little bit more buttoned up. Um, I just thank God it wasn't a possum. It was my ex. Terzio says it was my ex-wife, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I thought it was a really positive thing that they kind of went with this story and stuck up for each other. I think that's really cool, and it shows. Um, you know, a little camaraderie, and guess what's happened since? Seven straight, well, baby. And then, yeah. you know, even the next day, you saw um, Lindor jump into McNeil's press conference, give him a hug and everything, you know, from from, from the side. Look, in a 162-game season, you're with the guys for 185 straight days or whatever it is. There's bound to be some, you know, back and forth and you know if a punch gets thrown a punch gets thrown it's 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 i think it's about the damn time that this team is showing some life we haven't shown life since 2015 when you know noah 60 feet six inches you know we haven't shown that kind of life since then uh and although it is in the clubhouse but they're competitive they were both sucking it up they're both frustrated and you know i love to see that passion and then them stick together as a team i want to see them now turn around and kick some ass (laughs) i want to see a brawl not really. I, I, want, that, well, I did want to see. I did want to see that with Philadelphia. That that's. I almost did too. Yeah, but I, I'm worried about. I think it overflowed. Yeah, true. Very true. A, a left hook or something from Dom. But 
um, you know, th- that that series happened right before and you, there were frustrations already going on. So, you know, the, just the slightest little bit. Pushes yeah, they're showing the life, bro. Let's go yeah. for it. Uh, and speaking of not showing life, I'm not showing any life during this episode yet. Uh, I failed at the very beginning, and I did not send this over to Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters to Keith when we came back. So let's correct that. Let's head over to Keith for a little bit of Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. <sighs> and he's on mute. There we go. That's that's perfect. <laughs> this is our sharing is caring segment brought to you by brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com from their roastery to your front door you know most roasters use a cheaper or lesser quality of bean for flavored coffee but the master roasters at Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters believe that if you start off with garbage you end up with garbage therefore they give you the best quality beans possible such as dark roast dark chocolate rich chocolatey flavored delicious coffee um it's chocolate it's coffee keeps you awake but the chocolate's got to be bad for you right Frouch, how many calories coming at i forget drink it all day and you got settled boom then you know if you're feeling like a little pumpkin head you go get yourself some pumpkin spice coffee uh it, it's autumn it's not arriving fast enough for you pumpkin freaks out there um you know before the world went mad with flavoring everything with pumpkin it all started <laughs> with coffee <laughs> I'm still chuckling at it's autumn. <laughs> autumn has not uh, is not arriving fast enough. Sorry. I was thinking autumn is a state of mind. That's all. Yes, very true. Um, like Christmas. The pumpkin spice coffee, uh, it's gonna make you feel like you're in the holidays. Did you like that? Was that good? Was that a little flamboyant? That was. Um, <laughs> you raised up a little. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Producer Joe with the backup sounds. Uh, it's got a, a rich cinnamon spice, sweet brown sugar, and of course, the almighty pumpkin flavor inside that coffee. And you know, if you want to spice, spruce, 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 if you want Definitely to spruce spice. it up. You spice it up. If you want to spruce it up, you can go ahead and add 50% more caffeine per <laughs> cup to your bag of pumpkin spice coffee. How about them there, apples? But it's got, what, a brown sugar flavor, cinnamon, pumpkin. It's got to be up there in the calories, right, Frotch? How many calories coming out again? I forgot. Surprise, it's Seto. Boom! Uh, then you have the amazing chicken and waffles. Uh, it is Brooklyn Water Coffee Roaster's traditional southern breakfast classic. Minus the guilt and the cholesterol. Why does why is it minus the guilt? Does it have calories in that? Frotch, how many calories? Double sano. Boom! And one sip of that, and you'll be instantly transported into your favorite local diner. Chicken and waffles. Check them out. Brooklynwatercoffroses.com. www.brooklynwatercoffroses.com from their roaster to your front door. Only the finest beans, as I stated before, and I'll state it again, and I'll state it every freaking time, is chosen it, for your pleasure and we're talking about morning wood we'd be talking about your happy oh ending as well my. uh and i <laughs> nice <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> little a little uh uh george decay there oh my mm-hmm. um and if you check out with two bags you're losing out you should put a third bag in there because then if you put pop culture pros all capital letters that third bag is free on us do it now www.brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com from the roaster to your front door. Guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of its roast date. Boom! 
Perfect. Thank you so very much, sir. I, I apologize for upsetting the entire uh, 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 rank and order of the show. Um, real quick, just saw that the Mets team store is now going to start opening up on non-game days. Uh, so you folks up there, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you want to pick up something for me, producer Joe or Keith, have at it. Just send it to us and uh, we'll gladly accept. Uh, no Rodriguez today again. I uh, hope he's having a, a, having, a, having a blast. Just chilling, relaxing. Um, all right, so let's get to a little bit more stuff that happened this week. Um, you know, Matt Harvey uh, makes his return to City Field in a Royals uniform yesterday afternoon. Uh, crowd gives him a standing ovation uh, when he comes out to pitch. Uh, gives him a standing ovation when he comes up to bat. Um, ticked me off a little bit because he didn't tip his cap. Just, just do it, man. That like everybody's giving you a standing ovation. Yes, um, the time to do it. And Nito gave you that time uh, when he came out to bat. Nito went out he to did, the mound. Yeah. Crowd was standing ovation. Now's the time you tip your helmet. I understand. I, I think I said it to you guys. I understand if you know you just gave up. You just got beat up by your former team. Maybe when you're walking. Uh, back to the dugout, you don't aren't necessarily in the mood to tip your cap to the fans, but still. Uh, but I, w- we did what I thought that we would do to him. He's he's not the same guy anymore. Um, Keith, what w- what are your thoughts on on Harvey's return, uh, and 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 in particular the, how the fans reacted? Uh, first, you know, classy move on Nito's part, reading the situation like a good catcher should always read the situation. Um, Really like Nito's development. I'm changing it to the Mets, but I'll go back. Sorry, uh, because I just mentioned <laughs> sure. Nito. I, I'm really liking his development, but really good uh, move on his part. Reading the situation, I thought it was great that the fans applauded him. Uh, you know, when he left, it, it's been a, it's been some time now. Time wounds most heels. Wounds most heels. <laughs> heals most wounds. I am I am on a roll <laughs> I today. Producer, I yes. thought Joe was coming on for that too. <laughs> Uh, t- time heals most wounds, and you know, truthfully, he there's a lot of great memories with Matt Harvey. Harvey's better. 2015, even though the yeah, ninth cool. inning he came in, and you know, things happened that maybe he shouldn't have come in in that ninth inning because uh, he put Familia in a bad situation in the World Series. But uh, the the guy showed a lot of grit and heart as a Matt. Um, he was our biggest hope at the time, so it's it's nice that the fans paid tribute to him, and it's even better that we just kicked his ass too. Uh, it was it was a perfect um, it was a perfect day. He got his he, he got his due. He got his respect, and then he's got his and he ass got his kicked. loss, and he took his L. Yeah, that's exactly not, what we, that, that that's what I said. I mean, I I think I said it on either on last week's show or or some point during during the the week on uh, on the um, in the group <laughs> saying give the man a standing ovation, and then he's an enemy just like any anybody else. I mean, think think back to when Piazza returned. Uh, you know, he a huge standing ovation for Piazza. Obviously, he hits a home run. They cheered his first home run. They cheered his first home run. Second one, not so much. No, he got <laughs> so, booed. I even booed him. I'll be honest, and I think so, he appreciated that. He wouldn't expect it. I, it anymore. I think so too. He yeah, he loves New York, right? Terzio, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if we would give a. We'll, we'll have to ask Rodriguez next week. How, would he have given Beltran a standing ovation? Um, you see, I mean. Off of one at bat, although it was probably the biggest at bat of his whole entire Mets career, Beltran was the best center fielder in Mets history. For I sure. mean, no doubt. It, you know, I I understand the anger at him for that at bat, but I don't hate him. It, I'm it mad it's at more him so, so that but... we're a starved franchise. Like if, right. if that happens, and you know, if 
sorry to say it like this, but if it, had he been on the Yankees and done that, yeah, people would have been pissed. But you know, the Yankees have these rings to say, oh, it's okay, we got these. I hate uh, so it's, it's, not, it's never okay. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Everybody has their opinion. <laughs> I, I, that, I do one at like bat, that one at bat was enough for me. I mean, Hurt and you're heart. right. And the say it's sad. It's sad because he is probably the best center fielder the Mets ever had, and he had a lot of great moments. And you know, the second greatest moment he had was the double down the line against Johan Santana that was called foul and the no hitter. <laughs> so uh, aside from that, you know, his strike three it was beautiful. Yeah, you know. That, that I'm sorry, I really am sorry, but that's all I see. I see that mole, and all I see is strike three. That's, I mean, that that's what it, I jump to, and you know, it's it, it's a it's a really good point. That's the first thing I jump to, just because of you know who I root for, I guess. Uh, but then you start thinking about all the other things, um, like uh, the the catch up the up the hill in in uh, Cheater Houston and the game winning home runs and all that stuff. And, uh, so and anyway, uh, back to current Mets. Uh, it is a former manager's birthday today and it is, uh, Mr. Incognito himself, Bobby Valentine. Uh, so I, was it last year when we dressed up like him, right? Cheers to Bobby V. Cheers. Uh, Bobby running for v. mayor, uh, in, in Connecticut. Yeah. Stanford is it? Cheers to Bobby V. And, and, and okay. Carlos I, Beltran, cousin, once had something to say. Anthony Beltran, the Mets win. Yeah, uh, Bobby V, one baby. of the best uh, managers in Mets history by far. I loved Bobby V. Yeah, and, and, but if you ask a Red Sox fan, they hate him. <laughs> he was, well, it was a mess there. He, he did, it he was, did it, a, it was a mess. crap job up there, but anyway. But I also think that they kind of mixed in all these bad attitudes and whatnot but 71 years old today and uh happy birthday to bobby v uh and then you 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 touched upon something i, I did want to talk about really quickly uh and you mentioned nito so the you know the mets have this whole bench mob thing going on um you know uh, the, the the bench mob coming in doing its job and so uh pilar uh vr nito and jose peraza as as a bench unit they are hitting 300 Four home runs, fourteen runs scored, three stolen bases, and sixteen RBIs in May. Boom! So this is this is what this is what winning baseball and championship teams do is you got these guys on the bench and n- listen, nobody expects Tomas Nito to to do what he is kind of doing, uh, but you also kind of see maybe he's taking the next step and he's progressing a little bit. He's never going to be a, a starting catcher, but uh, you know that legitimate uh, backup, but. All, all, all around because of the injuries. So that brings me into some injury news here. Um, you know, Carrasco still end of May. Uh, Thor still early, early to mid June. Uh, Brandon Nimmo starting a rehab assignment tonight uh, and is expected to be back by the end of the weekend or very early next week. Uh, and JD Davis is progressing nicely as is the terms that they said, just not as quickly as Nimmo was. So maybe next weekend. Uh, that for wrist, him, man. That, sheesh. It, yeah, and and it's not like these freak injuries, like and whatnot. But he he, he got hit, and that that generally uh, stings on the wrist. You heard it if you if you watched the replay, you heard it. Yeah, pop off. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was pretty gross. Um, it was. So uh, in the month of May, the Mets are scoring four point eight runs a game, which is good. They are sixteen and two when scoring more than four runs. 
things are starting to make that turn, um, and it's still not all there yet, right, Keith? Uh, you know, th- th- these guys are hitting the ball hard. Uh, Lindor has obviously turned it, turned the corner. Uh, Dom yesterday, three hits, couple RBIs. Conforto's been smoking the ball, not always getting the results, but he's smoking the ball, hitting the ball hard all fields. Um, yeah, McNeil, McNeil starting to hit again. So, Keith, what what is this team capable of doing? If all things being equal now and the hitting advances, I, I hope that we don't do one of those. We hit, we pitch, we hit, we mm-hmm. pitch. We, you know, I, I hope that we we click together because we can go on a serious tear. Because right now we are the number two team in baseball, ERA wise, and in a lot of other categories, pitching. Uh, the pitching staff has done amazing. So if we start hitting, uh, we're, we're going to be unstoppable. Right now, Dom Smith, he's starting to hit those off-speed pitches. I think, uh, I think it was either Ronnie mentioned it last night. Uh, he was only hitting fastballs, and now he's starting to hit those off-speed pitches, which is what really made him successful last year. You take somebody like a Conforto who's driving the ball. Uh, unfortunately, it's going into gloves, but when, when you start hitting the ball with, with some authority, eventually those balls – drop or go out. Uh, I I think the weather may be playing some part in um, us not really getting the ball out of the park right now. Um, And even Alonzo, he's not getting those power numbers just yet. Uh, He did go into a little bit of a slump, but he's he's getting some key base hits. He's making some really nice decisions on the base paths. Big old Pete stretching into doubles and stuff like that. Um, Lindor, I mean, what what are you going to, was it 10 or a nine game streak of just getting on base. Uh, oh, yeah, I know yeah. Well, he had, he had started getting on base and you know, we, we talked about last week and a little bit the week before is when, st- when people start walking more, that's usually a sign that they're seeing the ball better. And, you know, right after the walks, maybe that's when you start seeing, seeing the, the more hitting and uh, Anthony says, we need more tunnel fighting this season. Whatever gets the job done. <laughs> if, yeah, you, let's if, do, if it. do a Royal rumble and down there. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> first rule about tunnel fighting. Don't talk, don't, talk, don't talk about yeah, tunnel fighting. Don't talk about tunnel fighting. No, the, Very good. the second rule is it was a raccoon. But I got to give Farachi <laughs> credit where credit is due because he freaking called it. I mean, the night that I think Lindor got three walks, it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday night, and he said this is the first part when they're seeing the ball better and they're taking pitches and then watch. And I think literally after that game, he just like started to come around and snap out of it. Yep, good point, Farachi. Thank God. Once you start seeing the ball better, you 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 can select what you're swinging at better. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were, and the reason why he got those walks is probably because he was swinging at everything, and they were just throwing him junk, figuring he's going to strike out or or do something stupid, pop up, because he was the right. pop up king. And he was popping up a lot. a lot, and it was all after everything was softly hit, or you know, he's getting under the ball and whatnot. Uh, and and at at the time that Chili Davis got fired. Which, depending on which part of the interview last week, uh, Donnie Stevenson either Stevenson either said he did get Chili fired or he did wasn't responsible for getting Chili fired. But at the time, it was the the, the Mets were chasing thirty three percent. It was a thirty three percent chase rate, and you you're not getting you're not going to get the job done like that. You're you're chasing thirty three percent of the pitches out of the strike zone, and that's just not going to work. Recognize the pitches and and whatnot. And by the way. The, the the entire world realizes that there is there there's never been all that uh you know correlation between firing your hitting coach and then turning things around so quickly um but the Mets are now 7 and 1 and I I will put some of the onus on uh Chili Davis and and whatnot. last year 
we probably needed more of an on-site presence. And, you know, I respect Chili Davis for, for opting out, you know, doing everything long distance last year. Uh, but I do feel that some of that played into it because it did carry over into this year and not, you couldn't, couldn't buy a hit with runners in scoring position. Um, but now things are starting to make that turn. And I'm not saying it's all on the hitting coach. It's sometimes those things just get the team fired up. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, it's hard, right? I think the biggest impact in terms of coaching, uh, firing and hiring midseason or during a season is head coach, uh, you know, a running coach, hitting coach, third base coach. Yes, they have impact because there's emotional attachments to those coaches with the players. Um, <clears throat> but a, a hitting coach gone and a new guy in is not going to change the whole entire course of the, the history of the team in, in terms of how they hit. It takes time because there's theories and teachings that have to go into play. Head coaches because they make in-game decisions. So uh, I agree 100%. I don't think Chile leaving was exactly the catalyst to us starting to win, but um, I, I think it, it may have had these players say, oh, crap, you know, like we they're not playing around. around. Yeah, we, we, need to, we need to start, like, <clears throat> concentrating on what we're doing. And it, um, it turned out it was part, it was a lot of the approach stuff. So in, in, you know, thinking back, all the approach, 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 and, you know, Pete Alonzo with the joking around, did that, did that help, you know, propel Chile to get fired? Because, I mean, you got a hitting coach, and then you say, we need that approach. We, got to have, a, we have a new approach coach. He's going to help us approach things differently. Like, isn't that like saying Chile ain't doing shit? I think, I think Pete, um, it, that came from somewhere. And then when Chile got fired, he was like, oh, crap, I blew up ah, his crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oops. Right. But, you know, he, from what I understand, it was a week before they really kind of determined he was yeah. gone anyway. So it wasn't a Pete thing. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, honesty is spoken in jest, and that could yeah. have been just, you know, something that came out from Pete, uh, from what he was really feeling, and became a joke. And everybody agreed with it because they're all on the same page. Yeah. yeah and I don't know who the hell's telling Lindor to bunt all the time. Uh, he, 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 yeah. I mean, well, I don't we don't complain bunt, about but, it cause we're winning. So, <laughs> right. But come on. Some of those bunts, I, I, I don't mind the bunt, the squeeze, the sacrifice, but I, it, one bunt he made was just, so it was uh, that ninth inning one. The set, the, the second one that much. he did where he, where he tried to push it. I actually liked that play. It just, they, they, they made a good play in the ball, but that bunt in the ninth inning, it was a ninth okay. inning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With one out. All right. Yeah. Was, anyway, I didn't like that either. Like, but but he, I, I, been, I was hoping it was called by Rojas. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> funny and not not to dive too far into the negative aspect of things, but it's funny because if you saw when Lindor is struggling, it, it affected every part of his game, the field, the bat. Like, it was just, I mean, he was making great plays in the field, but he was also making some bonehead stuff. And now you see as he's starting to get more comfortable, he's he's getting back to that Lindor that we saw in spring training. Oh, can't wait and, to see and, what, and what... He went nuts in spring training at, at, at one point. And, yeah, I can't uh, wait to see what he does the rest of the year. Just want to catch swag. up on some of the comments. Uh-huh. <laughs> we love that swagger. Uh, catch up on, on some of the comments. I, I know, Terzio, you're saying, talking about Nito, uh, needs to be given a few more games and let McCann sit on the bench and explain to himself in his own mind why he's worth $40 million. So, listen, I, I, I get the offensive part. I, I think we got... McCann more so for his 
defense and his ability to call games. I get it that he's going to come up in situations, obviously. But just here, here's what I did. I and mean, maybe it's me, me talking myself off the ledge. Imagine Ramos behind the plate. Then watch McCann behind the plate. We would never have had a game-ending uh, you know, throw out at, se- at second base on a, on, on a steal. Um, and, you know, Mc- just look at, and, and producer Joe just pop, popped it in there. The Mets ERA this year, I, a part of that is, of course, uh, d- due to, to McCann's game calling. I, I know that they, um, you know, it, the, when DeGrom's on the mound, he's like, no, I, I, I got this. But everybody else... And Degrom is fully comfortable pitching to him, and and thank you, producer Joe. Here's uh, ERA here. The Mets are second in baseball in ERA at two point eight nine. You see the last three and the last one, but look at twenty twenty. The Mets had a four point nine eight ERA. That's ridiculous and stupid. I, I I hate the fact that that it that it was there. But look at the top three. Waka waka waka. Waka and Porcello and and the disaster that was a bullpen and and top- and. The The top three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven in the top ten that were well over four, you know, over four ERA last year, and are well below that this year. And and that is a testament to. I think somebody said something about the baseballs a little bit earlier on. Uh, Pitchers are dominating, as you can see, by the four no hitters that have been thrown. Um, You know, Cleveland's been no hit twice, but again. It's April. Now it's turning into early May. Now mid-May, the weather will start warming up. Some of the, the offenses are going to start heating up. Oh yeah. Some of the balls are going to start flying out. But as of right now, to be at a 2.89 ERA for the year, 1.83 at home, which is if you look at the rest of the top ten, nobody's nobody even touches that. Um, you know, on on the road, there's uh, you know room room for improvement there. But a 1.83 ERA at home, 2.89 overall. Keith, can you have could you have possibly asked for a better start to 2021 for pitching? Absolutely not. And I mean, you know, our top three starters are, are pitching out of their mind. Uh, DeGrom, he's on the IL right now, of course, but he's he'll be back and he's amazing. Uh, Stroman, uh, what a warrior on the mound. He just gets out there. What's his area is what? A little over two right now. 2.01. Um, Taiwan Walker. Uh, wow. I mean, this guy. I won't walk in two point two zero. And we what? all, we all, we all super complicated. Uh, complicated. We all were super happy about that move when it was made in the off season. Uh, and and if you look at him, uh, they had some stat up comparing him and Bauer, which I think is just stupid. But uh, if you it's look fun. at it up to it's this fun. point, it is fun. <laughs> but if you look at them up to this point, you know, uh, in terms of how well they're pitching and giving the team a chance to win, they're about equal. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, I love to- I I love it. And Peterson's uh, he, you know, he had a rough start, but he he's doing better and better. He's got some rookie mistakes. He's doing better, and um, not so sure about Lucchese though. I'm a little worried about him. I I think actually I think the Mets have already made up their mind that that they're going with openers instead of Lucchese. And 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 the whole reason behind it, and, and you know, they, they've explained it a couple of times. If you open up, open up with somebody for an inning or two, which is what they're used to doing, and then you get a Lucchese or, or AKA somebody you don't trust <laughs> uh, to go in there and face the bottom part of the order, and then through the top part of the order, and then that's it. 
you know, I mean, basically they're saying they don't trust Lucchese pass one time through the order. He, he, he's a junk baller, and he doesn't have a lot of pitch selection. Uh, junk ballers are good, but not having a lot of pitch selection, it, it, it causes problems, as you can see. Yep. So I, I like what they did last time when they brought Castro in. Some guy that throws heat, throws inside, and then all of a sudden they get this guy that just throws junk. And, you know, it it threw the rhythm of, the, of their team off. I think it's and perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. You're right. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be victim when Cookie comes back. Um, and a much later topic, Cookie. when Thor comes back, we'll see what happens then. But that's yeah. a topic for a June show. I, I Yeah, I, I think maybe you toy around with the idea of a uh, sixth man every now and then. Uh, but I think. In my opinion only is I think that uh, Carrasco and Thor both get their spot in the rotation. Uh, you know, if, if if Thor is clear clear to go, let 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 the man go and you know t- take it take it game by game. Um, yeah, or Terzio, like said, six six yeah, men, yeah. so that way towards the end of the season he, he's he's there for the stretch. But again, that, yeah. that's a that's a June conversation. Tune yeah, in. Well, we'll talk about that in the coming yeah. weeks. Tune in. That's a tease. That's Tune a tease, in. fellas. Uh, runs are down baseball, absolutely. Mr. Bohan, how's it going, man? What's up, Tom? Uh, watch Ramos driving over 71 and watch McCann hidden to be the most double play. But he could not catch the ball behind home plate is 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 my thing. And that was in 2019. Uh, you know, he got off to a hot start this year. He sucked last year. He was terrible at the plate. He was beyond awful behind the plate. Um, I'm not sure how he's doing now, uh, but he got off to that hot start, but kind of slid down. I will take McCann over Ramos any day of the week. Now, yeah, right absolutely, now. any and, day of the week. And you the, know, the hits like, will come. He, he's not this crazy nuts offensive guy, but he can handle the bat just like just like any any of the guys in, in our lineup to a lesser extent. R- Ramos scared the hell out of me behind the plate. I mean, he couldn't stop anything. And if you look at I mean, Thor, Thor's a – okay, Thor, shut up and pitch sometimes. You need to say that. But uh, he, he was adamant that he did not want Ramos to catch him. Yeah. You know, and hey, – That's a big thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, big a super thing. big thing. So, you know, it tells me that he doesn't know how to call games. And if, if you look at Ramos right now for 2021, yeah, he had a hot start. He's batting 227 yeah. people. He's not doing much better. Yeah, he got yeah. six home runs and some ribbies. He's batting 227. His on-base percentage, 265. So you, they're about equal except for those early on power numbers, except we got a guy who can throw out runners and call a game yeah. and stop balls. Much, much better overall catcher. You right, know. yeah. Terzio, no mas. We're, we're, not, we're not debating this. We're right, you're wrong, that's it, done. <laughs> I'm siding with your ex-wife on this one. <laughs> All right, wow. uh, so that's just, you know that's <laughs> that's the starting pitching. Now let, let's take a really quick Whoa. look at the bullpen because <laughs> that's, <laughs> surround myself that's... with high schoolers. <laughs> Yo, you it's take like that? in high school, you say something, and you're like, oh, it wasn't even that big of a deal. <laughs> Frank, uh, but let's take a no, look at our. I'm gonna make it a big deal. If yeah, I exactly. <laughs> let's take a look at the bullpen. Why don't we? Uh, which has been just a fantastic pen. Um, you see here, we'll, we'll we'll start top top left. Aaron Loop has been fantastic. ERA under one, nine innings pitched, ten strikeouts coming, and he's coming to some tight and big situations. Um, you know, er, early on, Trevor May 
had that really rough outing, his first one, got all the, the butterflies out there, now 2.03, 18 strikeouts in just over 13 innings. Miguel Castro, 2.77, 13 innings pitched, 20 strikeouts. This might be him and J.D. Davis with the bat, might be the two best pickups for Brody, uh, Brody's era. Um, and then Jerry's Familia. Who Let's talk we about have, Familia. Who, who we've called the F word. Uh, you know, around here. And he still makes me a little bit nervous, but a .84 ERA in his first 10 innings pitched, again, small sample size, 11 strikeouts, but he seems to be handling everything just a tiny bit better. And me personally, uh, you know, and Rodriguez is is our our, uh, go-to for pitching, but I've not seen him pitch this well since 2015. I was about to say, let's call him 2015, baby. No, lo- no longer Jerry's. Je- His name is 2015 because he's pitching. Okay, aside from the playoffs, and especially the World <laughs> Series, he's World pitching Series. like 2015. Uh, he he when he comes in, I mean the movement on his pitches. I don't know what he did. He's he's just he he he's got multiple personalities or something because the movement on his pitches this year is tremendous. Oh, wait, he's on a contract year, right? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> but how old is but, he now? He's, it doesn't matter. He's going to be year to year now. He, he is true. throwing some amazing pitches. But, but anyway, see, the I, difference between on... this year and last year, He last year he was throwing – with the same movement, he just couldn't control it. I, my, my feel, you know, with with my eyes. No, it's a good point. This no, year, point. he's been yeah. able to control it. And and uh, last year, he he kept on trying to get that outside corner on lefties, and it and it wound up six inches outside. This well, year, I think it's honestly, a different story. His luck, his his, uh, his success this year is because he's been pitching with home plate umps that want to go home. The umps this year have been awful. They're terrible. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Terzio, come back to me at the end of the year and you will see who has a better batting average, who has more home runs and more dot, dot, dot. Well, who's going to win more games with listen, the defense and game Listen calling. to me, Terzio. Let, we'll, we'll set something up here. We'll, we'll, we'll look at stats. We'll look at offensive stats. We'll look at defensive stats. Whichever outweighs the other, me and you, I'll buy you lunch. If, if Ramos... I might even buy you lunch for more than just a day if if, if Ramos uh, outplays McCann. But let's call it for one day. I will buy you lunch if at the end of the year Ramos outplays McCann. Well, and we'll talk you know about what? it right on the show. I'll buy you a six pack to go with that lunch. Boom! There we go. And my 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 mom, Barbara, <laughs> I get heartburn just looking at him. There 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 I, are some I, I hear uh, you, Mrs. some Frost, situations. But- all right, and then let's get to – just pop that back up one more time. Uh, we'll get to Edwin Diaz, uh, our, our our closer. No. No. No, we're not going to do that. All right, there we go. All right, uh, Diaz, 3.14 ERA, and really most of that came in that uh, the, 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 the non-safe situation. So here's what I'm asking. Senor Rojas, <laughs> let the man pitch – his listen, I I know we get to the point where we're saying you know these one inning pitchers and whatnot. Edwin Diaz, put him in for an inning, put him in in safe situations only, unless he hasn't worked for a little bit, and that's it. Don't that's it. put no it. Five don't out get saves, cute. Even though he don't did get the, cute. Yeah, I agree. I'm with. Yeah, you but he 
<laughs> yeah, he, but, he yeah, did but, it. But exactly, I agree with you. But, but palpitations. But. I'm about right. to sue for palpitations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we we had enough years of Johnny Franco. I love Johnny Franco, one of my favorite players of all time in the Mets. But I had enough heart attacks. Let's cut the heart attack central out. We've had well, when okay, we had Johnny Franco. I love Johnny which, Franco. Though. I no, love nothing Johnny away Franco. from him. Yeah, but still, he was a heart attack central every time. Okay, if you lose, all right, I will buy you a pack of Morning Wood. There you go, Terzio. I will send it to you absolutely 100%. <laughs> I might even buy two, so you get the third bag for free. Um, you know, but we had Franco, and then we had Benitez, and then we had, uh, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Wagner, and then we had Braden, stupid looper, or I might get, I might have those two reversed. Um, and you know, Familia's 50, whatever straight saves, which unfortunately ended on a night that I finally got up to city field, uh, Cespedes hit a big home run. The crowd was nuts and, 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 uh, Familia blew his first save in like 52 opportunities that night. It was, it was, it was me. Um, but you know, it's never been easy for the Mets to, to, to close games. Yeah, I am the whammy. Um, man. That that I was for sure. I I told my wife. I said, no, no, no. This game's over. He's converted 53, 57, whatever. Save chances in a row, and then we walk home disappointed. Um, did want to touch upon really quick. Uh, COVID baseball related. The Yankees are getting absolutely tra- sorry trounced with COVID. I don't wish COVID upon anybody. These are all little mild cases. Actually, mostly asymptomatic. Um, and I think they're up to eight or nine now. Uh, Glaber Torres is now the eighth or ninth. And I just breaking news: JT Realmuto is now on the COVID list. Um, is he really? I, I, he's on the COVID list. Yep. We Mets have been extremely lucky. Uh, you know, thankfully, I, I don't. Let's just stay, keep it that way. Don't say yeah, it, Farach. Whammy. Don't say it. Talk about the not Yankees. Not going to say those. it. No, no, not, not going to say it, but this is the way this should be handled. You get a COVID outbreak, you're bad, fix it. Bring bring players up. I I, I don't want to hear any more of this yeah. delays and this and that, seven and no hitters, 27 of them later on in, in the month or whatever. We're still short on games. I mean. Just, if, if, you, if you get COVID on your team, you got to bring somebody up. Don't postpone games. Don't postpone series. Just don't. Just don't. It, it, it's it's not good for the game. It you know at, in in the end it's you're playing all these seven inning double headers, and then if you go to the eighth inning, then you got to run around second base, and it, I just don't like it. I just want it over with. I want it to be next year after we've won a World Series. No more run around second base. Uh, no more seven inning double headers. I just want to get back to normal. Anyway. Uh, Terzio says I'm one time at seven inning doubleheader, but anyway, no, I don't, I don't like want it because I, it, it, okay. right now I like it because no, I want to watch at least eighteen in, innings of baseball. I I, lo- I love baseball. I'm okay with eighteen innings. And let me let me just <laughs> retract that statement, or actually let me clarify a little bit on that. The reason why I like it is because our bullpen has been horrid. For the last few years, that I'm like seven innings. Yes, we don't have to touch the bullpen, <laughs> but our bullpen <laughs> is amazing right now. So I should actually want the nine innings. 
But anyway, yeah, because yeah, we yeah. need the eighth and ninth inning to. I think I'm just scarred. Is my point to yeah, score? I, should, I, we, I need we, to get over that. We, as we uh, Rodriguez right would say, you know, that's the past. Live now, or whatever else. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a point with the graphic I've on never the heard screen. Of... Just so you know, yeah. making okay. a point. I've, yeah, no, I've, you're you're right, Joe. And, I'm, and, I'm this, never... and this is a pretty solid point. Yeah, you're right. And and I correct myself. Seth Lugo's coming back. So listen. Oh my God! The, the, we the about two Seth point Lugo. whatever ERA. We don't have Carrasco. We don't have Thor. We don't have Lugo. Uh, and by the way, in this you know four point eight runs a game since you know in May, we don't have Nimmo and we don't have JD Davis, which were two of our hottest hit. Actually, at the time, two of the hitters that were all the, the only two hitters that were hitting <laughs> at the at the time. So, uh, I, I Nimmo, mean, and Nimmo and quick kudos uh, to Sandy. Um, some of the most amazing off the radar signings are keeping us winning right now. And I don't think I need to mention names. The Elar brothers, they're not really brothers, but you know, and, and so on. The the secondary pitching, the Taiwan Walkers, the uh Castros trade, uh I mean May. Good job, Sandy. Good job, Sandy. Trevor May, I mean, it, when when they signed him, I think we all lo- absolutely loved the signing. And then, of course, he gets the off that bad and bad um, bad start that first game, and we're like, of course, yeah, the some of the best bullpen arms in baseball. We bring them to to, to City Field, and they just suck. Uh, but obviously, he's done uh, much better. I saw, I caught that on my peripheral. <laughs> all right, uh, so. Um, we get through the the Baltimore uh, two game series, uh, you know, getting back to uh, actual action. Next series up is actually I'm I'm trying to figure out why I didn't make any plans to go uh, head over uh, to Tampa. The Mets are going to play uh, Tampa next. Um, I'm not sure, producer Joe. Or, or, I'm not sure if there's any probables for that yet. And, you know, th- things have been up in the air for. Um, uh, for, for for the Mets rotation and you know even though Degrom is on the IL, uh, he has said it's not that big of a deal. And you know typically we don't listen to players when it comes to that because the players want to get back on the field. But I feel like we have a connection with Degrom, and Sigrom says, "Hey, listen, my body's ready." Just like he said his body wasn't ready when you know right after that Colorado game. You remember that, Keith? Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden, was a, he needed what do you one do, extra what do you day. Do the next game, Froch, after that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, f- f- 15 strikeouts. <laughs> you know? oh, we, we do actually have some. Oh, no, we have. I see TBD. All right, so tomorrow, David Peterson comes back. Worst last start was rough. Uh, and I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. Um, you know, but we wound up winning the game. Just saying. Uh, so that, that, that that's a good thing. But against Tampa, and even though Tampa's not at their best right now, I, I, they're, they're, um, about 500, you know, it, they're still, a, they're still a legitimate team. I, I don't, I don't want to take them for granted, but Dave Peterson comes in one, one and three, a 5.50, five, four ERA, uh, against Tyler Glass now, who is absolutely doing his thing for the Rays, four and two, 2.37. How do the Rays that do can't, it? Hold <sighs> on. That cannot be right. 75 strikeouts. That can't be right. Yeah. How do the Rays? MLB.com has been 
a little it weird with your stats right this year? No, it says right there. He's got a strikeout machine whiffing wow, 40% 70. of his hitters. Yeah. That's incredible. Six, six, and It's got to be six starts, seven starts. Wow. So, Donnie Stevenson, if you're watching, which you should be because, you know, we were going to talk about you after the interview last week, but you need to coach the hell out of the approach as we as we get into this game tomorrow. We, we, we can't be a strikeout machine, you know. Um, all right, so sat, that's Friday. Saturday, we don't have our, our, our rotation set up yet for that. Uh, it's probably going to be an opener, I would assume. Against Shane McClanahan. 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 That sounds like a lawyer office, Keith. McClanahan and Associates. McClanahan, McClanahan, McClanahan. Call us if you've been in an accident. Do now. Um, <laughs> and then Sunday, as we go for the sweep, I mean, uh, Stroman pitches. And so Stroman is feeling a little bit of the uh, the whole not scoring tons of runs. A 2.01 ERA should be better than a 500 pitcher. Um, but it's, it's, listen, sometimes it is what it is. Uh, but he's done a tremendous job. Um, you know, the, obviously one, two, three has done a tremendous job. And obviously we got Carrasco and, and, uh, Thor coming back. He's a warrior. George, what's up, man? George. Yeah. You got to go back and watch. Yeah. So, uh, sit down, eat your, eat your pizza, whatever you want to eat tonight. And, uh, pop that, pop the show back up. New York state department of health is getting involved. The Yankee. Oh, really? What, what are they doing? Glass guy was nasty. They're and Donnie Boy, we need bubbles. your help. They're going to play in bubbles. They're going to be the New York Bubble, bubble Boy. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld, Bubble Boys. Yes. Uh, all right. I, I do want to find out a little about that, that New York State Department of Health. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, what are they get, What are they doing? What are they getting involved with? Um, but any, any, anyway, couldn't happen to a better franchise. I, I hope they're all mild cases, but couldn't happen to a better franchise. Um, all right, so I think that uh, does it uh, here um, for us. I think we covered everything, which is fantastic. We did a fantastic job today, Keith. We, we shot right my, through it. Except for my, uh, my uh, mishandling of several key components of this broadcast. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's kind of on both of us because I could have stepped in and made a noise there too, but <laughs> instead I just made a face. You know, it kind of worked out for the better at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, but do, but let's do this before we head out and before we do our final farewell. Uh, the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at the interaction there. I uh, just saw that on the nude. The nude. There's an ex-wife joke right there. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. Uh, Producer Joe and Terzio. Uh, let's talk about real quick uh, Sterling's Paradise. You 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 gotta you gotta feed your cravings, right? So Sterling's Paradise is a Haitian uh, uh, authentic Haitian restaurant down here in South Florida, in Margate. They are located at three sixty State Road Seven in the aforementioned Margate seven five four nine seven one. Don't know that. The, the what? That's the 441 for those of you who don't know the difference. <laughs> 441. <laughs> uh, again, 360 State Road 7, 754-971-8955. For those of you listening on the um, podcast version of this and you cannot see it, the scroller, 754-971-8955. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, pick up. I can stop in there before your, work, grab breakfast, I'm gonna go there for lunch, now. and on my way home, grab dinner, all at the same place. Boom. No. Boom. Damn. And then get home and wait for your Brooklyn water coffee roasters. Boom. Have some morning water. Boom. Have a banana. 
Yeah, busy with, with your Hannah Banana and Morning Wood. Hannah Banana. All right, uh, that's Still in Paradise. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. They have daily lunch specials, so uh, check them out. They are tremendous people um, who really generally care about their uh, care about their customers and their patrons. Uh, so let's go uh, real quick, uh, Keith. Any closing remarks, including a flakata? There is. Yes. So, uh, and it's going to be guys. A bit of a wait, setup. wait, hold on, Keith. Hold, hold on. Everybody watching, stop what you're doing. Drop it. Don't do nothing. We got a fuakata coming. Because I'm about to ruin. Ruin, baby. So it's a little bit of a setup, right? So we're going to talk about Mr. Glass now. Glass, which shatters easy, by the way, uh, and shatters now. Um, you know, I, you look at this guy. He has started 12 games at most since 2018. He's already at eight. Yes, he's having a great year. He's going to tire out. We're going to destroy this guy. We're going to take his glass now and smash it. So fuck it, Tom, Mr. Glass now. And I even give you one of these. Four of them, actually. There you go. <laughs> fuck it, Glass now. We're going to take two out of three this weekend. I'm calling it right now. I know Farachi puts out his little predictions out there, and I'm giving you a little sneak peek. Lara says Why are they little? two out of three. Why are they it's little be, predictions? It's a big prediction. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. Perfect. Uh, and, and, All right. Any closing yeah. remarks? This yeah. I, listen, uh, enjoy the ride. People stop focusing on all the stupid nonsense. Uh, a wins when we win, don't come back and say, oh, well, he's still not over the Mendoza line, speaking about Lindor and all this other nonsense. Enjoy the win. It's, it's, we're, we're doing amazing. As a Met fan, I am. Super happy. We don't get to enjoy this kind of success. This is the first time we're in first place at this point in the season since 2015. Love it, people. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Uh, just win, baby, as George says. Uh, hey, producer Joe, I, I don't remember if I if I ask you every week, but do you have any closing remarks this week for, for our amazing fans out there? It's been a fun week to be a Mets fan. It, it, I'm sure there are many Met fans like myself and you guys too. I know you both like this too. When the Mets lose, I mean, I go into media blackout. I can't stand Yo, it. Me too. I, I gotta, I gotta oh turn God. everything off. But then I, you know, I have to be in tune for the next day game. So you gotta kind of pay attention a little bit. You try to avoid any highlights or headlines. And this has been such a fun week to not be afraid to look at anything sports related because if there's a Mets story, it's a good one, you know? <laughs> so it's been a fun week. I hope everybody's enjoyed it as much as we have. And, you know, um, this is the team we thought they were. And we're hurt. We have a lot of guys out and we're going to be getting guys back that are like all-star caliber guys that yes. it's like and and we're already in first place and we're winning games and and knock wood you know let's go Mets that's all let's go can, Mets can I just relate to Joe's comment real quick uh please I had said this morning when I woke up it is nice the entire week I've been listening able to listen to Geo Boomer and Geo and and Chris Carton I, the last few weeks, I have had to block them out completely. I love being able to listen <laughs> to the fan every day. I, I agree with you, Joe. Really good point. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're that vested in the game and they lose. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to 
I don't want to relive that. <laughs> we we stopped following baseball. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 I, uh, yeah I don't follow baseball. Yeah, you know? I, just, I just grow into a bottle uh, and live under the table. Yeah, no, I'll start following <laughs> baseball again at 7.04 for a 7.05 first pitch, you know? Yes. That, that <laughs> exactly. was good, Joe. I, I, that was yes. really good, Joe. Uh, yeah, and listen, uh, the, 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 the Mets are doing things that were, are even beyond what we thought might be happening early on. And yes, the hitting is not exactly where, where we wanted to be, but hitting is not where anybody wants it to be right now. If you look around the league, runs are down, hits are down, home runs are down. Uh, so the fact that we're down in those areas, it's the rest of the league is also down. So as you know, I don't think it's going to be as, um, you know, as noticeable. Uh, but this year, w- once it starts really starting to heat up, the balls are going to fly out a little bit more, not to the extent, I think, uh, as, as it was the last few years. Uh, Terzio says, I'm afraid the Mets are going to the stadium that needs to. Yeah, no, that, that's worth noticing, man. We're going <laughs> to the visiting clubhouse where there was just a breakout. It's like, woo. I mean, keep a real careful eye. On what happens after the? No man, uh, Ter- Ter- Terzio said we need you on the fan from three to seven. Listen, start the petition. We're, we're, we we <laughs> we might be. Listen, <laughs> if if the fan calls us and says the put in the book show needs to be on from three to seven, we'll we'll definitely think about it. Uh, you know, it, it it's not other. Oh, believe areas. me, we can yap for four hours. It's we, it's a it's a struggle <laughs> to keep it at an hour. Trust me, we can do it. With commercial breaks, pff, not a problem. We got producer Joe, we got Rodriguez, Sports. Rachi and I, it? we're good. Sports Radio 66, the fan. The fan. <laughs> WFAN, New uh, York. New York. <laughs> uh, I do want to share one picture before uh, I, I'm going to step on your toes for just a moment, producer Joe. I want to share a picture oh, of uh, Trevor May and how he arrived to... Uh, in Tampa. <laughs> Look at that beaut. <laughs> I love that shirt. Is it, are those peaches or oranges? No, those are oranges, right? Yeah. Oh, all man, gotta, that's beautiful. All he's got to do is drive about 45 minutes east, and he's right in the middle of Tropicana <laughs> and Minute Maid orange groves. You ever drive across that? I forget what road that is. I don't think so. Yeah, at one point you're on a is dirt it? road. If you make a wrong turn, you're in a canal with alligators. Tough. That's, yeah, well, when that's, I went up to see the Giants, a lot of drove, times in Florida. I went to see the Giants play. I drove across it. It's 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 interesting at night, especially. I've not been over there. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, my mom says check your text. I will, and we'll update uh, the uh, the the COVID thing somewhere along the way. Uh, but that's it for us uh, this week. It's been a great week. Let's cheer on the Mets. Matt Harvey has been here, and now they are gone. Uh, now he's gone. So now we just move it along. Tampa. Um, and just knock out the right. I think we got a big series next week against Atlanta. I would like to show them who's boss, flex some muscle. Their bullpen has been terrible, um, and uh, we, we hope that uh, continues. But for myself, for Keith, for producer Joe, Mr. Rodriguez, we miss you. Bring our ass back here next week so we can talk. Uh, that'll do it for us. We'll keep you posted in the group, and then we'll talk to you guys next week right here on the Put in the Book show. Peace out, everybody. Woo! Put it in the box!